Yeah. All right. It only took twice that time. <laughs> yeah. All right. To the not so great sports debate. I'm TJ. And I'm Benny V. And that's old Benny right there. Mm-hmm. And we've had a very interesting week of sport basketball in particular is probably what we're going to talk more most about oh yeah it's definitely been a wild one and um <clears throat> we'll give our picks at the end uh i talked to my stepdad earlier today and uh he gave me a pick as well we kind of disagree i think you're gonna have the same team with the same amount of games as my stepdad does uh-oh <laughs> so um <laughs> I would like to start out by saying, by asking you, what player do you think has more to gain from winning these finals, Giannis or CP3? Uh, I would have to give it to CP3, man. I mean, yes, it'd be great for either one of them, but I mean, CP3, he's been with all these, he's been with the Clippers, he's been with uh, who is he with after that? Uh, or no, the he was Houston with the Pelicans. Rockets. Yeah, Pelicans. The Pelicans, then the Clippers, then the Rockets. But let's not forget, though, he was on his way to be a Los Angeles Laker with the late, great Kobe Bryant. And David Stern intervened and, and vetoed that trade and said, absolutely not. So in doing that, his route got switched to the Clippers. I I believe had he had went to the Lakers, him and Kobe would have got two got a ring. I don't disagree with that at <clears> all. <throat> they were one piece away at the time, and they were still right there. So CP3 would have definitely, in my opinion, brought them over the top, just like he's done this Suns team. And uh, yeah, I've he, heard a lot of people point out. To, I'm sorry, but I've heard a lot of people no, point out to me that uh, he had the option to join these different super teams this past year and the year before that. I don't know anything about that. That's just what I've been told. But with him going to join this Phoenix Suns team that doesn't have, you know, those other superstars, they have a bunch of young, raw talent. They had rising superstars. Yeah, but I mean... A rising superstar and a rising star. But everybody... I don't know going to be a superstar or not. Well, uh, everybody's been on the fence about, you know, them, if you're talking about Devin Booker and yeah, you just said DeAndre had, Ayton. But, we've uh, had good reason, though. Like, Booker's yeah, been in the league no. six years, four, five, six years, and this is the first time ever reaching the playoffs. No, yeah, for sure. I'm not discrediting anybody's, you know. But uh, the point is, he brought this team further than they were taking themselves before. Yeah. And uh, he's doing it with a bunch of young players that haven't, you know, they don't have that experience or status in the league yet. So I, I think that's just a little more impressive. Although Giannis is almost doing the same thing in Milwaukee. It's a tough choice, but I, I'd have to give it a little bit more to CP3 right now. You think he has more to gain. All right. I love I love that idea. I love CP3. I love the story. Yeah. Um, follow me down this road with me for a minute, though. Sure. CP3 gets drafted to straight out of Wake Forest. He goes to a team who had 
And number one is a football. That's a football town. Louisiana and New Orleans. That's that's LSU and the New Orleans Saint country. Oh yeah, big time. Um, <clears throat> Katrina comes through. He's got a he's got an organization that's not really been run well. Brand new organization, and a hurricane comes through, and he don't do anything but win. Did he, he? He never like made it to the Eastern Conference Finals or anything, but he won there. He he was a good player there, for sure. He goes from there and says, "I'm going to get to go play with Kobe Bryant," and David Stern says, "Not so fast." Sends him to whom I think is the worst franchise in NBA history. Not because of the players, but because they spent so long under the Donald Sterling curse that that man was a plantation owner, not not an NBA team owner. Had no business owning an NBA team with that plantation mentality. So that team has been horrific since they've started. They're the... They're the baby brother to the Lakers. They're the team in the attic. You know, they hide the, hide the banners because the Clippers got to play in the stadium tonight and they've never won anything while the Lakers have won everything. Mm-hmm. So he goes there and immediately turns that team into a playoff contender, a finals contender. I think every year they, they were up there contending. Blake they were Griffin at least cries. in the discussion. <clears throat> yeah, Blake Griffin starts crying. Okay, play with C. You know, people – People don't like playing with great people that push them. That those kind of people don't want to be great. Uh-huh. You hear DeAndre Ayton said he's the best thing that happened in my career. Nobody's ever got after me the way Chris Paul gets after me. That right. DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, they got the mentality of push me. If it makes me better, push me. Mikael Bridges even said I don't like I don't like the way he talks to me, but it gets results. Look at what we're doing. So yeah. even if they don't like it, they respect it. So to if, me, Chris Paul is already cemented. Like if he won this finals or lost it, to me, he's he's cemented as a point guard. Yeah, not they, a point guard, a point guard. So to me, I think Giannis has more to gain from it because the their narrative around Chris Paul is everywhere he goes, he wins. The narrative around Giannis is he's got one move, and you can stop him if you build a wall. Yeah. So. And the way that offense has looked without Giannis in, in the lineup, the ball moves so much better. So if he comes back and he stops the ball and wind up getting their asses handed to him, then I think the narrative is going to be Giannis can't be your number one. Whereas Chris Paul could lose and they're going to say, this was the worst franchise for the past eight years and Chris Paul's first year there, he took him to the finals. Mm-hmm. But... I- on top of everything I just said, you could easily persuade me into thinking Chris Paul still got a little bit more to gain because he's been in the league 16 years, and this is the one thing he's not got is a championship. And he's been on some damn good teams that certainly have deserved to be there, and yeah. they just didn't make it there. Dude, when he went to L.A., like, let's not forget, Lob City don't exist without Chris Paul. That's right. Like everybody, oh, DeAndre Jordan. No, no, no. <laughs> Somebody's got to throw him the ball. Yeah, and, and lob passes are a lot harder than it looks, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, somebody who's played and come really close to playing pro, you could attest to them lob passes are a little harder to judge, especially when there's people on the court. With It's easy for me you go out here on a nine-foot goal and throw lob passes all day long. Yeah. When you get out there and there's five people on the court – 
your timing has got to be perfect. Yeah. So so far, got to be perfectly in sync with the other player. Look like the young Blake Griffin. Mm Hmm. He's definitely elevated Aiton's game (laughs) big time. So let me ask you: This is this will give away your pick, but I don't care. (laughs) When this is over with, who's who's the Finals MVP? Oh man. I I would still give it to Chris Paul. I mean, I mean, if the Bucks win it, then I just no, no, got, no. we just got to see who, you know, yeah, because they always yeah. give it to the winning side. But uh, well, they've they've had one that didn't go to the winning side, and I think the year that LeBron get lost to Golden State, LeBron deserved. He wouldn't have wanted the MVP because he'd rather have a ring. But LeBron was the best player on the court at all times. He was just. You can't have Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving all season long, and then the minute the playoffs start, it's like, oh, they're they're gone. It's just you, LeBron, and and a dude named Matthew Delvadova. Good luck. And I mean, I'm looking at the the rosters of both the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks, and the best player that I see collectively on both teams is Chris Paul. So I mean, if I mean, I I think it'd be him. Best if, or most valuable. Most valuable. Okay. About to say because Giannis is very athletic, but Chris Paul is absolutely the MVP. Can we address this real quick? Of course we can. Let's do Nikola it. Nikola Jokic is awesome. Don't get me wrong. That dude is he's keen to dream Olajuwon rebodied. The best paint facilitator I've seen in a long, long time. In a very long time. But he got swept by Chris Paul, and Chris Paul couldn't even get an MVP vote. Can we please do something? Can we quit looking at box scores and see say who has the best box score? Can we look at the team and say who's most valuable to this team? Yeah, that's one thing I don't like about the NBA right now. Every single one of their awards is based on fucking statistics and not how they how they play on the floor, how they, you know, direct their teammates on the floor, how they on the floor. Like none yeah. of that matters. All that matters is that you know, they score 30 fucking points a game and are averaging triple doubles or whatever. Yeah, and that's all great. 30-point triple go- doubles are great. Sure. And I'll take 14 points, 13 assists, four rebounds, and zero turnovers, a la Chris Paul, any day of the week. Well, I'm just saying you ain't never seen Russell Westbrook win, you know, anything, but he's won an MVP or two because he's averaging yeah. triple-double. James he's, Harden. He's, he's not the most valuable player on any court right now, in my opinion. He's yeah, a great James player. Hart, but... He's a great player. I think. Uh, speaking of Westbrook, man, I'm I, I'm going to say this: Russell Westbrook is the best athlete I've ever seen play the game of basketball. Oh, he's I a, think. yeah, he's a freak on. He's yeah. a he's a freak of nature, man. Uh, he's he's really spastic. He would have it would have behooved him to find somebody like a uh, LeBron James or a Chris Paul, somebody that could bring him in at the end of games. Hey, man, don't shoot that three. Hey, man, just calm down and and let's win this together. You don't have to play hero ball. Although I will commend Russell Westbrook for, you know, joining a Wizards team that ain't been to the playoffs in God knows how long. Yeah. says, hey, Bradley, let's go to the playoffs this year. He could have quit. Yeah. He He just showed up 50 pounds overweight like James Harden did and said, I'm not playing until they trade me. Yeah. But he went in there and started – and won enough to get into the playoffs. Yeah. 
It says Granted, a lot about him and Bradley Beal because neither one of those guys quit. No, and that's that's huge in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that Washington team had no business making the playoffs. I couldn't talk bad about Russell Westbrook without giving him that yeah. kind of positivity because you know I think he's I, the greatest athlete. I've I give him a lot of respect for that for sure. He's 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 amazing, man, and I love his antics. I love how competitive he is. Competitive he is. I love the chip he's got on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. I love everything about Westbrook, man. And I've never seen him do anything other than 100 miles an hour. Like, <laughs> I don't see him oh, ever yeah. jogging or walking. He's fucking hustling from yeah. A to and Z. The, the crazy thing is, in baseball, as Ken Griffey Jr., that'll get your career shot 100 miles an hour all the time. Oh, yeah. And in but basketball, that, though, that, that – they just ask Russell Westbrook. It result, There's results there. So, yeah. you said you were looking at the uh, – the rosters, Phoenix's roster is deep. Stupid deep. Monty Williams is a better coach than Coach Bud. Budenhoser is a really good coach, but he he doesn't make adjustments well. Yeah, yeah. The the only reason why adjustments were made games five and six against Atlanta was because Giannis Hopper extended his knee left the game, couldn't play. He had to make an adjustment. Yep. You got you got Brooke Lopez, whom I adore Brooke Lopez, man. That dude gives you whatever the coach asks of him, he goes out and just does it. Mm-hmm. And there's something to be said for that. But I say, man, it's been a long time since we've heard these terms, but the Twin Towers, man. You put Giannis oh, yeah. on one side, you put Brooke on the other, and you play old school basketball. You dominate the paint. I mean, they dominated the paint. I think I think they outscored them by fifty eight over the two games they played in the season in the paint. Yeah. Although Phoenix won both games by one point apiece. One game they were missing Drew Holiday. He, the other game Giannis was hurt. The point is, you're not going to lose a lot of games playing that kind of basketball. No. And I think they need to come out and dominate the paint, get DeAndre Hayton in foul trouble quick, make them have to leave the game. Mm-hmm. But that Phoenix Suns team is just so deep, man. So many people can score for that team. Devin Booker's not had like a great game in the past week, and they're still getting it done at, at a very high level. <laughs> oh, yeah, big time. I love what I'm seeing out of both these. Th- th- this playoffs has been really fun. Now, I want to go to the Atlanta Hawks. Okay. Are they a contender or a pretender? Uh, man, they're a contender. Like, uh, they've got a squad down there. There's not a lot of big names down there, but Trey Young. Do you think he, they'll be back? Oh, they'll definitely be back. Uh, I, I would believe that the Knicks are a pretender before the Hawks are. And, I agree. Uh, but, I mean, Trey Young, he's going to be – the face of that team for a long time. He he's definitely going to be a superstar. He's one of those rising superstars that we were speaking about earlier. And uh, I mean, Clint Capella, he's nobody to mess around with. In the yeah, he's not a scrub. There's, yeah, they've got so many good role players there that they don't need, you know, superstars. But they've got they've got a superstar. They've got Trey Young. So I mean, they need a, a number. <clears throat> John Collins is really good. I love John Collins. That's why I didn't I mention him. I know what you're about a, to say. 
if they got a real number two and let John Collins play that number three, I think that would really, really make them pop. And I'm not saying John Collins needs to take a back seat to somebody. I'm just saying Trey needs a more consistent two. And John, if if John Collins gets that more consistent two, he can play more freely. Like, you see, I don't know so, if I'm making sense. Like, Clay, Clay uh, oh, my God. I'll, Clay Thompson? Yeah, my guy. I love Clay Thompson. <laughs> but look when Ant came and he got to play at number three. It's almost like he, played, he was playing with house money. And he just, uh-huh. like, Clay Thompson can light you up. Him, it I took think, a lot of pressure off of him, yeah. Yeah. So I think if they went out and got a number two, it'd be great. Have like a 2A or a 2B, because I like John Collins. That that nucleus needs to stick together. They just need to add a piece or two. And signing Nate McMillan immediately to a four-year contract was the uh, best yes. thing they could have done. Props. If that. If y'all can't hear the hand clap right now, <laughs> like he deserves or Atlanta deserves a fucking applause. After he took over, like it's it's unreal, man. To that team to be completely out of the race. Yeah. At, at, My- at the all star break, they wasn't even five hundred and they made it to the Eastern Conference finals, man. Yeah, for sure. Like in my opinion, they found the Sean McVay of fucking basketball. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. They, yeah. They, you know, found a coach that they, nobody's hardly ever heard of, and he turns well, he out to be a diamond in, in the rough. Yeah, and he got fired in Portland. He got fired in Indiana, and he was somewhere else. I can't remember. And that, I don't think none of that matters. It's It matters yeah. that your organization and your players, you know, they buy into the culture that you're trying to set. Like, that's it. And that's, that bought into that culture quick. They yeah they needed to do something so they were looking for something to buy into to help them win and they went you know one hundred percent balls deep into it and look they they were what one game away two games away from being in the finals yeah I mean if Trey Young don't step on a ref's foot this story could be totally different very different because although I think Milwaukee had the better roster. When Trey Young, when Trey Young was on the court, Atlanta usually looked like the better team. Oh yeah. I don't know what's been up with Milwaukee. Milwaukee, let's Milwaukee's not looked good through these playoffs. No, they have not. If they were the best three point shooting team in the regular season, and I wish I wish they would just abandon the three pointer altogether. And just getting the pen. When Drew Holiday attacks the basket, when Chris Middleton shooting that mid, Chris Middleton plays a backseat to nobody. I want to put that out. That dude has carried. The, he is money, man. I don't want to hear this. Oh, he's off and then he's on. Everybody has a bad game every once in a while. I was about to say, if this dude put up like 28 points in the fourth quarter the other night, he is money in the second half, man. Give this dude his flowers. Y'all going to run this man out of Milwaukee? Y'all keep talking shit about this guy. Well, I was just going to say the best shooters in the NBA are like 40% shooters. So you're still missing 60% of your shots, guys. You've got to, y'all have got to remember that. That's not, you can't say somebody's on and somebody's off. I mean, unless they are one for 16, 10 games in a row, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Then they're fucking off their game. But everybody, every game, 
except for centers and stuff like that, miss more than half of their shots. Yeah, like when they're like Giannis was twelve of thirteen. I'm thinking, yeah. Where did he shoot his shots shot from? He took was two foot from the basket. I was about to say, ten of those shots were in the paint. Yeah, <laughs> and the other three were two feet outside and of it. That's where you should be. Yes, in the paint. Quit shooting them three. When Giannis shoots a three and makes it, I think, oh shit, that just see now he's going to shoot five more because he made that one. <laughs> yep. There are some players you you'd rather sh- them shoot the three ball and be one of ten than be one of one. And I get that. Giannis ain't that. Mm-hmm. He's he's just not that. PJ Tucker's one that hey, let's get him six threes a game. Even if he don't make any of them, we need to get him some corner threes throughout the game because PJ Tucker's one of those guys that can get streaky and and really I, I, help you put points on the board. Those ruts as you keep shooting, you just keep shooting. You'll find your way out of it. Just don't stop shooting. So that is kind of the mindset behind keeping you know giving these people their looks even when they're missing because they'll shoot themselves out of that slump every professional yeah. does yeah you have to you gotta you gotta shoot yourself that's the only way you get out of it yeah if you watch trey young when he's having a bad shooting night he goes to the ring he goes to the rack man go goes to the line once you see the ball go through the net it's it's its own yeah. if you're a gamer yes 100 percent right <clears throat> so a lot of the talk was been, oh, if Kawhi Leonard was healthy. And a lot of talk has been, oh, if Kyrie Irving was healthy. And I'm going to give my take first. But here, the question I want to ask, and I'll give my take, and then I'll let you go. Sure. Do the, 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 the injuries give people a reason to put an asterisk beside this championship team this year? Is it a valid complaint? That's what I'm hearing a lot. Oh, they were injured. Blah, blah, blah. I would love, as a LeBron James fan, to be like, well, LeBron didn't win it because he was hurt and Anthony Davis was out. But you know what? LeBron James hitched his wagon to a guy who hasn't played all 82 games since he's been in the league. Mm-hmm. And he knew that when he hitched his wagon to him. Sports is a war of attrition. I don't believe in putting asterisks beside any championship team at all, whether it's in the bubble during the pandemic, whether it's right now where everybody's hurt. The bottom line is, like, LeBron's injury was a freak accident, man. Dude dove for the ball, got his ankle high, ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. That happens. Kawhi Leonard's injury was bound to happen because it happens every year. Anthony Davis's injury injury was bound to happen because he's had injuries since he's been in fifth grade. Yeah, Ka- Ka- uh, Kawhi Irvin or uh, Kawhi Irvin. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Irvin's injury was bound to happen. The dude's not played a complete season since. Oh, never. He's never played. Oh yeah, that's he did it one time when LeBron carried the load for him. I forgot yeah. about that. Um, that's it, man. Like. I don't want to hear, oh, the Bucks had it easy. No, they didn't have it easy. They still had to play Kevin Durant. Yeah, oh, yeah. They... Like, Kevin Durant was putting 40 points a night up on them. Um, the Miami Heat beat them last year like they stole something, and they come out and swept the Heat. Like he, They beat them. They mercilessly. Where I'm from, you'd say they beat the brakes off of them. Yes. Beat them so, mercilessly. And Phoenix – 
happen to play the Lakers, hey, man, that's just the luck of the draw, man. If that Lakers team had been healthy, who knows? I I think watching watching them play now, I don't think a healthy LeBron or a healthy Anthony Davis would have made much of a difference in that series. And that's just being real with you. Yeah, no. Yeah. That Phoenix team looks good. Is it a flash in the pan? I don't know, but they're, it's sure as hell fun to watch. Big time. So I don't, I don't think, and I don't think Kawhi Leonard being healthy <laughs> would have made much of a difference as well. Not really. I mean, um, Paul George stepped up and played his ass off. Uh, you can't put the the loss on him. Reggie Jackson stepped up. If I were the Clippers, I'd tell Kawhi go on and play with Luca. We're just gonna play Reggie Jackson and get somebody else in here because Reggie Jackson showed up. Oh yeah, I've Marquise always liked Morris Reggie Jackson. showed up. Or Marcus Morris Jr. showed up. Senior showed up. I, dude, Reggie Jackson drives me nuts because he's always played for a team that I root against. Mm-hmm. But that dude is money when they need him. And Giannis say, will play tonight. I just it just come across my phone, man. Giannis is in for the night. So that's going to be really fun. I think that's a mistake. <laughs> I think it's a mistake as well. We'll get into that here in a minute. I'm glad that came <laughs> over while we was doing the podcast so we can so <laughs> we can talk about it. But real quick, you go. What do you think about the injury? Everybody talking about the injuries. Do you think – Obviously, we... they played a role. They always play a role in every sport. But does it matter to every... you? Like... No. Every single playoffs that we see in any sport – Injuries happen. Y'all are, these guys are playing the sport that we, you know, most of America plays on their Saturdays and Sundays, but they're playing it at the highest level possible. So these things are meant and bound to happen. And you can, you know, say that if they were there, blah, blah. But the fact is they weren't. They, you know, either a mismanagement during the season causing them to have lingering injuries coming into the playoffs or just like what you were saying with them stepping on a ref's ankle or whatever, and you know, just twisting their ankle out of nowhere. That shit happens. I don't know. I don't know about anybody else that you know is saying all these things, but I can go to the rec center and play a pickup game and roll my fucking ankle. So yeah. it just happens. All right. I was mean, it Clay Thompson a few years ago that twisted his ankle, bringing his bag down the stairs on his way to the game? Uh yeah, I think it was Clay. But uh, Raja Bell did that a couple of times. Like, yeah, these things doing just, anything. These things just happen, and it just goes to say that no team is all one player. The team has to show up still. So, regardless of if a player isn't playing that night, y'all still practice as a team. Y'all practice without that player in. You know, yeah. sure, it may mess up your game plan, but. That's what the coach is supposed to do. Reroute the game plan for something, you know, in, in light of these exactly things. That's exactly right. That's so exactly right. There is no reason you should blame these players or saying, oh, man. Uh, they had it if, easy. Yeah. No. There's – get that shit out of here. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, Whoever wins this championship will forever be the 2021 champions, period. Yeah. And nothing's going to change that. Every single playoffs, and if you're going to make a playoff run, it's a fucking grind, all right? And it's going to get hard, and it's going to get messy. And yeah. whoever makes it out the mess, a winner, deserves to be called a winner and not and, a fucking fluke. And usually that winner is the healthy team. 
That's right. Like let's let's not downplay health. Like if Anthony Davis took better care of his body in the off season, he probably wouldn't get hurt as much. And Chris Kawhi Paul protecting Leonard would play his more than yeah. Chris Paul protecting his shoulder those past two uh, series until he was back to full health. That's that just shows you right there. He's smarter than half the people he's around most of the time. Yeah, so if you watch him, he dribbled with his right hand. He didn't want to shoot unless he absolutely had to, and he would pass leading with his left hand a lot. That's Chris the making of a smart. great leader. Yeah, and he knew that they needed me on the court. Yeah, they that, needed they needed my presence. They needed my floor general mentality. They didn't need my shooting. They, you know, I can pass the ball to my shooters. You know that just protect yourself for whenever, because. At that point, you kind of knew that you were going to make it to the next series or to the finals or whatever. So knowing that, you've got to protect yourself and, you know, make sure that these injuries don't linger throughout every series. Yeah, and LeBron James said this midway through the season, maybe at the end of the season, and he caught a lot of flack for it, but it is the truth. Like, he said, I'll never be 100%, and that goes for every athlete. No, no, I mean, nobody's ever 100%. You ever played, me and you, right? We, we play pickup basketball. We've, we're pretty active. Yeah. The day after you play pickup basketball, you, you you hurt. Oh, yeah. You're like, damn, man, I didn't know that shit could hurt like that. <laughs> These guys are doing that every other day for 82 games. Yeah. And then they're pra- going to the playoffs and doing it every other day. They're practicing four to five hours a day that they're not playing games. And on the days that they do play games, they're practicing two hours, you know, before that game. Yeah. So, so I don't want to hear 100%. Always 100%. No. The only person 100% is Reggie Miller and his, and his partner calling the game. <laughs> Reggie Miller. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I loved him as a player. Yes. He's a, he was, yes, for sure. But commentating. He gets on my nerves more than anybody else that commentates, man. I mean, he makes me laugh a bunch, but yes, it's annoying <laughs> sometimes. He, he makes me say, thanks, Captain Obvious, all the time. <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, exactly. When I hear him, when he calls games, I'm thinking, no wonder Michael Jordan punched him in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love to make the player, though. I love the, the being at Madison Square Garden and choking himself in front of the fans. Like, man, he was a great competitor. For sure. Uh, anyway, <laughs> off the rails just a little bit. Okay, Giannis, man, we just seen Giannis is going to play tonight. He had a hyperextended knee. You're about what six seven? Uh, what no, six five. Six five. Yes. So you've probably had a hyperextended knee before. Nah, once you're, or twice. <laughs> you're you're by no like I'm not saying you and Giannis are equal. Oh no, not by any means. You've played a pretty high level of basketball and. A hyperextended knee takes a minute to recover. Am I right? I've never had one. Oh, yeah. I've, you know, sure you can get up and play on a hyperextended knee a couple of days after it happens, but it ain't going to feel better for the next week or two at least. Like, it ain't going to start that pressure on the sides of your knee ain't going to get any better until you get off of it and lay off of it for at least a week. So, this so man, do you think we'll see him go buzzer to buzzer just so he keeps it warm so it don't stiffen up on him? Or do you think we see an early exit? If I were them, if I were the Bucks, I would be playing him limited minutes just to keep his knee active 
and not stiff, like you were just saying. But I would not play him from beginning to end. I'd bring him off the bench. Yeah, fuck yeah. Having Giannis as your sixth man, that's yeah. Whoa, like that's a crazy I mean, thought to think about. Yeah, the team's played very, very well. You want to ease them into the game. I'm with you. I don't like this move. I told you earlier when we talked. I I think they could steal a game in Phoenix without Giannis. I wouldn't play him for the first two games. That's why I, I my MVP of the finals is Giannis. I think it's gonna be Giannis because I thought he was gonna set out for two games and come back and be the hero. Um, but Giannis. In order for the Bucks to win, Giannis is going to have to dominate. Yep. But the his other the rest of them is going to have to show up, and that's not to say that they haven't showed up. I think Coach Bud needs. I, I'm hoping his game plan is moving the ball around. I don't want to see as much as I love to watch Giannis explode and just go off. I don't want to see Giannis be the ball stopping Giannis that we're used to seeing. He's I not- want to see something else. He's not going to be able to have that explosiveness this game or the next game, in my opinion, because I couldn't run uh, the first week at all whenever I hyperextended my knee. Like, there, you were running at about 50 to 60%, and that was the best you got. So I don't see him being explosive at all tonight. If, Wouldn't the flight <clears throat> swell up the knee as well? Because they just got him playing the other night. So they yeah. probably just flew there early this morning or late last night he's gonna i mean hopefully they you know were icing and heating as needed and everything while he was on the plane and once he gets off that plane he's better work that shit out real quick because that jet leg will fucking get you <laughs> even <laughs> like that that's there, with there that on Phoenix, top of it is bad some medical thc he'll be fine let him go oh god yeah <laughs> uh, <clears throat> give him something because hey that, it's tough. While I'm on the THC thing, real quick, I can't pronounce her name. Nah. <laughs> Wait. Um, the track star. Oh. I can't the, say her name. The one that just uh, won the gold or something not too long ago. Or... Broke Usain Bolt's record, right? No, the uh, did she? Uh, yeah. After being so many, or getting denied, uh, Shakara, Shakara Richardson. <clears throat> Can I have you heard? Uh, surely you heard. Have if you heard about a, this? I was about to say if it's the story I'm talking about, where she uh got denied to be on the Olympic team or something like that, and then goes out there and breaks Usain Bolt's record. I no, was reading she, something about that the other day. What, is this the same person? <laughs> yeah, she. Uh, they suspended her for testing positive for THC. Oh. And she is... She is... Um, Shakara Richardson. Anybody that doesn't know, man... She was in Oregon. Her grandmother just passed away. She was stressing out really bad. She's really close to her grandmother. Maybe it was a mother that passed away. Really close to her. So she decides to toke up in Oregon, where it's 1,025% legal. Mm-hmm. So she decides to toke up, not smoke meth, not shoot up heroin, not get drunk and go kill somebody drunk driving. She decides to get high. She fails a drug test for the Olympics, so they suspend her. 
Now she's not going to be able to run. Not only, <clears throat> this is four years of this girl's well, And I know people are going to say, well, she knew. I don't want to hear that shit, man. She was in Oregon where it was completely legal. Mm-hmm. Completely legal. This drug, this is not a drug. I don't think we're like on the brink of making it legal everywhere in the U S this is ridiculous. The Olympics need to change their testing. They need to do something because this, not only is it a walking, it's a medal for us, for the U S but this young lady for the last four years of her life mean nothing now. She's been yeah. training for this. Not only has she been training for this, she is an absolute monster. And uh, I'm not sure if the American people know this, but if we didn't allow athletes that smoked pot into our Olympics, onto our USA team, we'd, have about, we'd have about 50 less gold medals as a country. Yeah. Well, how many Collectively. Michael Phelps win? 150? Like, all those are gone. Michael Phelps loves to hit the ball. Like, come on, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. Get with the times. I was about to say I had it pulled up a little bit ago, but collectively between uh, this lady you're speaking about now, I can't remember. Shakara Richardson. Yeah, between her, Michael Phelps, and one other athlete, there's like 49 gold medals, and they're the most pot smokingest Americans you know we've got, and it doesn't affect their physicality at all. They're still going out there and yeah, like I'm not smoking a joint and I'm faster. No, no. They're, Is that what we're worried about? I they're thought going, that was the whole reason why we do these drug tests to make sure we're not like taking performance-enhancing drugs. You it, know where I run when I smoke a joint? Straight to the couch with a bag of Doritos in my hand. Exactly. Like They are, in my opinion, I think it's great because you go out there and you perform at the highest level and you're you know, given uh, the show that people want to people. <laughs> And once you get through, you're sore. You're fucking hurting. I'd smoke a spliff too to, you know, yeah. ease my muscles and be able to lay down at night after a hard day's work. <clears throat> Anybody should be able to do that. But that's not what we want, man. We want people to be, get hooked on Vicodin and Hydrocodone for the pain. That's America. <laughs> All right. I just had to get that out there. <clears throat> Yeah, um, rant that's, over. That's not <laughs> justice at all. That's that's some that's some bullshit. That's exactly what it is. <clears throat> all right, so <clears throat> we got hockey Stanley Cup Finals. I think we both think it's over. I don't think I don't see Montreal coming back from three one. They could, they could, but I don't see it happening. Um, the Lightning mm-hmm. have a bad game every five or six games, and that was last night. I think they'll make quick work of it. And it wasn't even a bad game. They still lost in overtime. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't they down like three to nothing at one time? They still can't. like That Lightning team is unlike any, any team in the NHL I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I think me and you both caught it at the beginning of the, the NHL season. We got the Lightning. Yeah, yeah. It's – it was the lightning at the beginning, and it's looking like it's going to be the lightning yeah. now. So congratulations, I, Tampa. They're the new title town. And congratulations, Montreal, for not getting swept. Yeah, and Montreal played good, man. Vegas they played great. They played great. On paper, and they, they made it past Vegas. So give them – I mean, yeah. all, one t- only one team is going to win it. Give them credit like, where credit's due. Yeah, you can't be that one. Like Montreal, this is – 
I know there's no such thing as a moral victory, but there is. The Atlanta Hawks really feel is. good about what they've done this season. The Memphis Grizzlies feel good about what they've done this season. Oh, yeah. Um, and Cal, I mean, there is such thing as moral victories. I don't want to hear that crap. <clears throat> That's right. very true. So at, we're at the end of the segment here. Let's uh, picks. All right. You want me to I'm gonna, pick mine first? Yeah, I'm going to get my stepdad, Mike. Mike, if you're listening, I love you, buddy. He's one of the greatest men in my life ever. He has Phoenix winning in six games if Chris Paul stays healthy. I like that. So Uh, that's what I figured you would take, Phoenix in six, because you've been pretty well stuck on Phoenix in six since the beginning of the playoffs. Yeah, but I – I see this one being more of a dogfight than they've had to be in these. I mean, the Clippers were a tough team to get past. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know if you watched game six. They just kind of laid down and was like, all right, we're done. But yeah, I don't think the Bucks will do that. I, I still pick the Suns, but I, I think it goes to seven games, man. I I think it's going to be a wild one. I think it's going to be a... A long series, but I still think the Suns pull it out. I've stuck with them from the beginning. Uh, I got seven games as well. I got the Bucks if Giannis can stay healthy. Listen, I know I'm nuts, and I know I'm crazy. I think Phoenix is the best all-around team we got left. But I'm going with Giannis in seven. I want to say one thing about that Clippers game you just talked about, because it did look like they laid down. That's because, though, for the last 30 days, they played Every other day without a day off, that Clippers team was tired. They were completely exhausted For by sure. their game. And once they started putting the knockout punches in, man, yeah, it took everything out of them. And I'd like to say one more thing. Patrick Beverly could have really hurt Chris Paul. I'm not saying I want to see more of this. But I <laughs> love that move. He didn't get hurt in hindsight's 2020. When I first watched it, I thought, holy shit. <laughs> like, that hurt Chris Paul. But I would like to draw my attention. Everybody's mad at Beverly or whatever. Frank the Tank Kaminsky, <laughs> Big Ten Player of the Year for Wisconsin. You, my friend, are a big country-fed, cornbread-fed dude. Did nothing. You looked at Patrick Beverly and threw your hand up and said, why'd you do that? Come on, man. Yeah. Somebody from that Phoenix Suns team should have knocked the dreadlocks loose from Patrick Beverly. Frank Kaminsky, you have to do something when that happens. And I would also like to draw my attention to Chris Paul. Did you see the dude ball up when he (laughs) hit the floor? (laughs) Oh, my God. That man wanted no piece of anything else that was coming. He straight (laughs) balled up. (laughs) That's good stuff. It's not – it's funny, but it's – I know he could have been hurt. And I don't condone this type of behavior. But I grew up watching the Detroit Pistons, and I know you got to change with the times, and I know I shouldn't be the get-off-my-lawn guy. But right here, man, 
he knew he was going home. He knew if he got suspended, it'd be the beginning of next year, and he knew he was going to get fined. And he said, this dude's talked shit to me for six games, and we hate each other. And he laid into him. Who doesn't like physical basketball is my question. I love it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, and now every year they play each other, oh, man, it's a, it's a great dogfight. If I watch a basketball game and they're like every single time up and down the court, you know, the defender's like a foot and a half off the guy and they're just letting him shoot, I'm going to change the fucking channel. Like I want to watch some yeah. hard-nosed basketball. I want to see people getting after each other. I want to see that emotion. Like that's – one of the biggest points of basketball. Yeah. Like, like you've I got, agree. I don't know. It's they're they're try, they're trying to take that so, away. Now we agree some things need to be changed. You need to make it safer. And they're yeah. gonna make it safer. They're gonna suspend Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly should have known better as a professional. He should have probably waited till after like Jerry Sackhouse used to wait till after games, man, and he'd meet you off in the tunnel and he'd go upside your head. I've read stories. Jerry Stackhouse wasn't having it. No. Patrick Beverly could do that. The dude's from Southside Chicago. <laughs> I'm not messing with Patrick Beverly. No. Uh, Chris Paul was barking at him through the whole series. My wife was like, oh, my God, I can't believe he just did that. And my my exact response was, if you're going to run your mouth to somebody from Southside Chicago, you better not turn your back on them. You're right. <laughs> if you're going to – yeah. If, look if, at Patrick Beverly. He's not right anyway. Like – if if he's guarding me from the moment we tip the ball off until I'm in my locker room, I'm not taking my eyes off the guy. Hell no. But I Man. love the I love the tenacity he plays with. Um, I think it was a boneheaded move, but he knew he was going. He knew their season was over, and he he had to let it out. And yeah, I, mean, I don't know. From now on, when you watch the the Phoenix Suns and the L.A. Clippers, now you got a storyline. Even after they go on and retire, I bet it runs deep. Like it all starts from somewhere, man. Yeah, people still talk about the Bulls and Pistons to this day. Yeah, to this so, day when they play, even though both of them ain't too good when they play, everybody's like, "Oh, remember this?" Like, uh huh. It's just a, it's an iconic moment. <clears throat> but I I wouldn't if like I get it if if somebody pushed my son like that from behind like. I'd be out on my court, yeah. But at the same time, um, when they were playing the Lakers, Devin Booker did cheap shot Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder and pushed him while he was up in the air, and it could have really hurt Dennis Schroeder. So, and Chris Paul is the second dirtiest player in the league behind Patrick Beverly. So let's not yeah. forget that either. Yeah, no, he definitely, he definitely, you know, has his fair share of uh, sack taps in his life. But <laughs> I mean, they've only re- they've only recorded it on YouTube about a hundred thousand times. Oh, so I, I definitely times. agree with you. <laughs> it literally is what he's doing. They'll go up for the yeah. fucking rebound or the shot or whatever, and it's like, boop. And it's like, yeah, that is that's a dirty move, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care yeah. what you say, you know that that's dirty. So I agree with you. He's just as dirty, if not dirtier, most players in the NBA. But I kind of like seeing that a little bit because no game is ever 100% clean. But yeah, 
Like that, when KD and PJ Tucker getting face to face, I loved it. Now, oh yeah, that was KD's great. KD's bodyguard is dumb. Like I don't know why he's running off on the court. Yeah, that was stupid. He got suspended. Like they were like, he can't come back, and I don't blame him. Like, no, hell no, I wouldn't let him back neither. That was between them two. He wasn't about to get shot or nothing. <laughs> My favorite thing about that though was he gave it all he got. Gave Kevin Durant everything he wanted, and then turns around and gives Wanda Durant, Kevin's mom, a hug, and he's talking shit with her. Like, hey, they respect each other, man. PJ Tucker gave uh, Kevin Durant his tour when he came to Texas, like when he when Texas was recruiting him. Yeah, they're close. Like that bodyguard should have known that. If you're gonna be a bodyguard for somebody, you need to know you need to know who you're in the room with. For sure. Like, there was no sense in that. I like seeing that. I want to see Trey Young getting into it with the crowd. I want, like, like I, don't I, take that away from us. <laughs> I no. loved it. I love it. I love watching these play. Bill that beer, clotheslining folks. I know you're not going to close on anybody no more, but I still want to see physical basketball. And that just goes to show that these guys are – Anybody that plays basketball with each other, like I'll go to the rec center and play <laughs> with people that, you know, I've played against and played with throughout my whole entire life. We're all friends. We'll talk shit to each other while we're on the court. Yeah, yeah. we will. <laughs> we'll play We'll play physical. We'll play hard-nosed basketball on the court. But whenever we walk outside them lines, we're best fucking friends again. Yeah. You're, you remind me of me. Anything we do competitive, we're straight up asshole. <laughs> yeah, like the, you. The moment you, it's over, though, we're all good. Like I, when y'all come, like us playing spades together, even like <laughs> it's just mad shit talking, man. And that's that's what makes it fun, though. Like, yeah, I, I love it. I don't I don't want to see emotionless players. I I'll, wish they would take the text out just a little bit, man. <laughs> they hit Trey Young with a text the other night that was absolutely ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. I think I know which one you're talking about now. One hundred percent agree. Jeez, man, Trey Young was like, <laughs> <"That's a night." laughs> yeah. yeah. I kind of had it out for you then. <clears throat> oh, yeah. But that um, that's them trying but, to fix something that's not broken. But, yeah. Oh, I was going to ask you one more thing before we got off here. Sure. And I can't remember. <laughs> oh, no. Did you take a trip to Oregon while we were here on this no. podcast? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't remember. We'll we'll cover it. Uh, we will start talking more baseball after the All Star break. We'll start getting closer to the playoffs. Baseball is just a grueling thousand game season, you know. Oh yeah. And, and, it's hard to, and we it's got hard training to... camp coming up, baby. Oh yeah, it's it's coming up on us quicker than we think. And we got fantasy football, which we will talk about because we do play. And if y'all oh, don't yeah. like fantasy sports, I'm sorry, but this is our show. We're going to talk about it. So yeah, tough titty said the kitty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, you got Phoenix and seven. I got Milwaukee and seven. I don't think either one of us would be completely shocked at the if if we're wrong. Um, no, because it's either team can easily win this series. It just it's just the way the cards fall. Yeah, you know how you feel when USC and Michigan play each other, right? Like, I wish both teams could lose. Yeah. This is one I wish both teams could win because I love Chris Paul and I, and I love Giannis. Um, I want to see Giannis. He's such a kid when he plays, man. He oh, brings yeah. 
he gives it all he's got all the time, which is why, again, why I think it's a bad idea to put him in the night with that hyper extended knee. Mm-hmm. He don't know how to go. We were talking about Russell, Russell Westbrook going 150 miles an hour. That's all Giannis knows how to do, too. Yep. <clears throat> but hopefully we're in for a great seven-game series, man. I, I believe we are. I can't wait, man. I can't wait neither. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing either of these teams win, but I did have to make a pick, just like we all did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if Milwaukee wins, though, Pat Connington, I think I said his name right, that's that's a Notre Dame guy, so at least you got one of them in there. That's right. Always rooting for them a little bit in my heart. <laughs> All right, go, man. It's, go Irish. Go Irish. That's yeah, right. Whatever. Go <laughs> dogs. <laughs> I would blow it every year to Alabama, man. I'm win, lose, or die. Win, lose, or tie. I'm a dog to the day I die, man. That's good. That I feel the same way about the Irishman. I don't know Irish if man. that's good or not. The last time they won anything was 1980. I was born in 82, so I've been a, a stressed-out nut since the day I was born. Shoot, when was the last championship Notre Dame won? The last time we even went to a championship, you, guess what happened? We got wrecked. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I you mean, know we, who it was Georgia beat their last championship they won in 1980? Oh, God, no. Who? Notre Dame. Oh, wow. It was Herschel Walker. No wonder I didn't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that that's that's awesome though. All right, man. Until next week, Ben. Uh yep. y'all been listening to the not so great sports debate. I always forget to say this. <laughs> and uh I am what Ben calls Father TJ. Father TJ. It's not because I'm Catholic, it's because I'm Jewish and he's making fun of me. Well, we're <laughs> laughing together, all right. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just it's all in great fun, man. That's right. But you until know I next, love you. yeah, man, brotherly, nothing but love here. That's right. And until next week, man. I'm TJ, and I'm Benny V. Peace out, everybody. And y'all have a great week.